Hello, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, one of our brand new sponsors here at Locked On across the whole network. Their protein bars are actually really, really good. I very much suggest that you try them. And if you do, you can get $10 off of one of your first orders at code Locked On at www.builtbar.com. So definitely be sure to do that. Hope you all are doing well on this Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Also, may the 4th be with you. Um, absolutely love Star Wars. I'm a massive Star Wars fan, especially considering if you guys are following me on Twitter, I have been, probably been blowing up your feed with a bunch of Star Wars content because the Clone Wars ended, and I've been very, very emotional because that has been my childhood show. Um, I remember basically just going to the theater to watch the Clone Wars movie at 10 years old. I was hooked, and then always asking for the TV every Friday night. Um, when I was a little kid and just, you know, when they brought it back, I was just so psyched. And now that it's over, um, it's, it's bittersweet because, you know, they, 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 they did a hell of a job with it. But in any case, um, we have a lot to get to for this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, well, there's some Penguins news we'll get to today. Um, but before that, I do want to say Mike Sullivan and your, and to your wife, we love, we love both of you. They did a, just an outstanding job today by basically buying some senior citizens groceries at a couple of giant Eagle locations. That's all the penguins official Twitter account tweeted that out. Um, just what a gesture, especially during this time. Um, I think it was during the senior citizens hours that apparently they went up to the register and they realized that they basically got free groceries because Mike Sullivan had paid for it. So, you know, kudos to Sullivan and his wife um, for doing that. That's absolutely outstanding. And then Sidney Crosby, I think down, donated, um, a hundred thousand dollar, a hundred thousand meals to the Pittsburgh food bank. Yeah. So yeah, kudos to all three of them, you know, just absolutely classic humans. Um, just doing, um, a mensch, uh, that is a mensch. They're basically, yes, like I said, they are doing a mensch. If you guys don't know what being a mensch is, it is a Jewish word for being a good person. Um, and the fact that I just dropped that on this podcast, I should probably never talk about that again. Anyways, uh, but yeah, like I said, just absolutely outstanding. And now we'll get into some Penguins news. Um, Josh O of The Athletic, who of course has been on this podcast before, I'm going to try to get him on at some point um, doing, uh, during this to see how he's doing. Wrote a really good article today speaking to Jim Rutherford about the Matt Murray-Tristan Jari situation that's coming up over, over the summer. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, I want you guys to go read it. But, you know, Jim Rutherford basically said that, you know, it, it's going to be pretty tricky, especially with the cap situation. You know, he knows that the cap is not going to be going off. I mean, that's an understatement considering how much revenue um, that the NHL has already lost this year and is projected to lose, especially if they don't um, bring the season back. And... You know, with how inconsistent Matt Murray has been, you know, I mean, I've heard that he may ask for six to seven million per season. That's a little ridiculous, I think, in my opinion. Um, That just, that does not need to have, he just does not need to be asking for that kind of money. I know he's won two Stanley Cups, but that's just, that's ridiculous. So I I saw a lot of takes going on around on Penguins Word today. We'll put a couple of them on this show to, um, just to share, but you know, I wanted to share my opinion for you guys on this. Um. I think what they're going to do, what they should do, is that this is going to be exactly like the Marc-Andre Fleury situation. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all know Marc-Andre Fleury made almost $6 million per season. I think his cap hit was around $5.75 million. And he was due up for another contract extension, but, you know, it just, it was not going to happen. You know, his play was dipping a little bit. Matt Murray came out and, you know, lit the world on fire, especially those first couple of years. And you know what? Vegas needed a goalie, especially when they were coming into the league. That was the perfect timing. And you know what? Perfect time. You know, it, it sucks that Seattle was just a season 
later. They're not coming in uh, during the 2020-2021 season. It'll be 2021-2022. So it, it sucks that, you know, we can't get a free pass basically for that, you know. So like, what I think they're going to do is they're actually going to try to trade him to a team that needs a goalie. Uh, I'm not really sure what team will need a goalie coming this um, offseason. You know, we, there, you always see goalie um just teams switching out goalies. Some teams switching out goalies um, when free agency comes. We'll have a lot more on free agency as it comes closer. Um, that's also one of my favorite times of the year. But, you know, it's just, like I said, Matt Murray, he just, be, I, I'm such a massive fan of him. Um, I don't have criticisms of his, his globe side or anything like that. I think a lot of people just like to harp on that and, you know, about what half of all goals go glove side on goalies. I'd actually have to do some research on that, but a lot of times when I watch games, unless I'm an idiot, a lot of goals go glove side. I really don't see why people like to harp on that so highly, but you know, he is inconsistent. He has missed a lot of games with injuries. Those are two very, very big issues. And also Tristan Jari has been very, very good. And I know the sample size is not that big on Jari, but you know, he was lighting the world on fire for a while. He was keeping the penguins afloat when Murray was struggling and when Murray was hurt. And, um, you know, I, I think that they're going to continue to do that. You know, maybe they go out and get a veteran backup for him. Maybe they promote Casey to Smith. Although I'm not really sure they're going to do that, but I think their best bet is to keep Tristan Jari, you know, the cheaper option. You cannot, when you're a cap crunch team, like the penguins, you know, I say that about them, you know, the Capitals also have this um, kind of scenario coming up, but, you know, I think they're much more in a better situation with Ilya Samsonov. You know, are they going to want to pay Braden Holby 8 to $9 million a season, considering that he's honestly not really been that good before the season went on hiatus? Nope. Uh, if you had to ask me, nope, not at all. Um, they're probably, they're going to go right to Samsonov because they've been grooming him a lot this season because he's been getting a lot of starts. Heck, he started the first game against the Penguins um, and the Penguins won back in February on Super Bowl Sunday when Holpe was struggling. And I know Holpe had done better down the stretch, but still, like, for a lot of the season, he just wasn't really that good. And, you know, there will always be teams that will want to pay goaltenders, you know, the Florida Panthers. They paid Sergei Bobrovsky $10 million per season. That's going to cap crunch them a lot um, in future years. The Montreal Canadiens tried uh, paid, what, Carey Price $10 million per season? What have they done with that? Absolutely Nothing. You just, you cannot pay a goalie that kind of money. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the goaltenders are like the running backs of the, of the, of the NHL. I 100% agree. You know, we, we all Steelers fans. If you guys are Steelers fans that listen to this, you know what happened with the Le'Veon Bell situation. He went to the Jets, of course, and he's turned out he stunk there because the Jets don't have a really good offensive line. And also I think Adam Gase is also a terrible head coach. But um, anyways, I'm getting off track here. But, you know, you just, you can replace that production for, pennies you can just it's just so much cheaper and that's what i think the penguins are going to do i I do know jim rutherford did say as well that in a perfect world he would like to keep them you know he thinks that they could keep them if they really move um the cap around like jack johnson um (laughs) i had to put a jack johnson one in there or you know nick bukestad i really don't think nick bukestad is going to be on the team uh next season especially considering that he's just never healthy i kind of feel really bad for the guy but you know those are my thoughts on that situation if you guys want to read more about that article go to theathletic.com you know subscribe to that website because it it is a really really good website with um some very very quality uh sports series not just for pittsburgh but um in the uh sports world as a whole and um 
do want to put um, some uh, tweets from Penguin Store, just a tweet or two to, um, with their thoughts as well. Jason, J underscore A155, one of the greatest uh, Penguin Twitter followers out there. You know, he is he is just absolutely outstanding. If you guys don't follow him, you're doing it wrong. But, you know, he basically says, you know, if you're only keeping one, it has to be Jari. The sample size is large enough on Murray that you can't devote a substantial portion of the cap to him. Jari should be way cheaper than Sheldon Smith, who I also want to have on here at some point along with Jason. He says you can also get brand name value on Murray. You know, I think that depends on if a goalie is willing to give up a lot in return for a two-time Stanley Cup champion goalie. The chances of potentially doing that are, you know, I'd say it's a little bit 50-50. Sometimes the goalie market is really good for getting a good value on them. Sometimes it's not, and then you just get trash value. So, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna know more about this in, for a few more months now. But, you know, just wanted to share my thoughts um, on that situation. But before we get to our next uh, segment, I do want to talk about Built Bar. Um, have you guys ever had Built Bar? Um, they're very, very tasty. They're a protein bar. You know, they taste like, I think, like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. They have eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Chocolate is very, very good. They're so soft and they're easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious cons- person like you. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're also low-calorie. They're low-sugar. They're high-protein. And they're high fiber so if you guys don't want to know more about this we're having an offer uh site-wide go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and like i said at the beginning you'll get ten dollars off your first order use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com um, one more thing about this you know they have a peanut a peanut butter brownie flavor um i know it has 170 calories three grams of sugar 20 grams of protein it's really 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 good. So, you guys, definitely check out that. Um, and, you know, buy Bill Bar because they, they really are really, really good. All right. So, for this segment, you know, we're kind of going to go around um, the NHL news a bit. This is a very, very big week uh, for the NHL. It's been teased a lot. Um, there's been stuff about the draft, which we'll get to right now. Then, of course, the return to play committee meets tomorrow afternoon with the NHL and the NHLPA. But, um, first of all, we're going to talk about the draft. You know, there's been a lot of smoke and rumors lately that the draft may be held in early June. Um, my thoughts on that, I think that's a mistake. Um, why, well, why do you say that, Hunter? Be- because I just, it's weird that it's just going to happen before they make an official announcement that the season is going to come back or if it's going to be canceled. And I'm sorry, but like, who are there a lot of people honestly going to watch the initial draft? And I'm being dead serious here, people, you know. I think most hockey fans would say if you were to poll them and say, why do you watch the NHL draft? It is because of trades. You know, I mean, I pro- I honestly, you know, me personally, guys, this is in the mind of me here. I probably watched the only ten, first 10 to 15 uh, pit, picks in the first round. Um, I usually then turn it off. I go on Twitter. I look for trades because, you know, like I said, that's the number one thing I think that people look for when watching the NHL draft. I think the NHL is kidding themselves if they think a lot of people are going to watch this. Guys, they are not the NFL draft. You know, the it's just, it's so much different too because um, the NFL draft for the first round, the first, the, on the first day, and then the next day for the rounds two and three, all those players for the most part are ready to play that day, you know, the, the, the rounds four through seven, a lot of those guys are going to need a year to sit, you know, a year to just basically develop more, you know, and that's what a lot of the NHL draft is. A lot of the players in the NHL draft outside the top 10 need at least a year or two to develop in the minors or potentially three to four years before they come up. And that's just the reality of the situation. And 
you know, I just, I, like I said, I think they're kidding themselves if they really, really think um, that there, there, there's a lot of people that are going to watch it just like the NFL draft. The NFL draft is a ratings monster. It's the NFL. It's the number one sport in this country. Um, the NHL is not that, even though it is one of the uh, four major sports in this country. It just, it's just not even going to be close as well uh, as watched. And, you know, I, I also read that a lot of general managers hate it. It's just, it's just a weird I don't know. It's just weird that it happens like before um, everything comes back or if it will come back because, you know, what happens with trades? You know, you have the conditional trades that play into these picks. What happens? How do you move around that? And, you know, they did, there's just a lot more questions and answers. And I, I mean, I know Gary Bettman has the authority to rule over a lot of these GMs who I've read that do not like it. I don't know um, the names because I've just read from Elliot Freeman and Pierre Lebrun that a lot of GMs just are, you know, they're really, really not happy about this and they wish they would be in like September after the season or something like that and then have like a free agency like the next few days after that. Uh, that's what I would do as well. But, you know, now and now if you cancel the season, you can have the draft whenever the hell you want. But I just, it's just, it's weird that it would be at the beginning of June and then televising it, which of course, you know, it's always the right call to televise it. I just, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to watch. I know I sound like a broken record, but um, in my opinion, it just it's just not really going to happen, guys. Now, moving away um, from the draft talk is the uh, return to play committee. Um, like I said, that is going to be meeting tomorrow. Um, there was an there was a report today on insider training from Darren Dreger, and he just he basically says that the NHL is they're cautiously optimistic. They hope to begin phase two later in May, but they won't allow players to be, begin practicing at teams' facilities until a large majority of teams can do it. And of course, that means you know, and like a lot of this. Uh, depends on the state governments the local governments you know i know a lot of state uh some states are they're, they're starting to move into the next phase of opening up um their states back up opening up the country of course um for virginia for where i live um the governor here is he's gonna move to the next phase i think next friday where you know you can go get a haircut you can go out to dinner but you know you have to like maintain social distancing so you know, basically, I think the NHL, they want this to happen, you know, mid to late May. It's probably not late May, I think, at the earliest, you know. Some might say it's too soon, but, you know, like I said, a lot of this is just going to be dependent on the, the governments and, you know, and what the governors say for the states of, you know, whether they can go back and practice and, you know, whether they can go back in small groups um, and whatnot. And also, uh, Pierre Lebrun, just going back to the draft, the draft a little bit, he said on insider training that the NHL will take the rest of this week or even potentially next week to make and announce a decision on a potential um, June draft. So, yes, this is a massive, massive week um, for the NHL. Um, there's just there's a lot at stake. You know, like I said, we're into May now. Um, I, I already said just a few seconds ago, a lot of states are starting to begin phase two of reopening. I, we all know the NHL is very much aware of that. I'm sure they're in regular contact with some of the other sports leagues like the NBA on what they're going to do. You know, it, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. You know, we'll have it all covered here for you guys on Locked on Penguins if we get any breaking news announcements um, in the next few days or so. But um, yeah, I just want to update you guys around the league. There was some, like I said, you know, the draft is just, Man, an early June draft, especially when there's no season going on. And also, I feel really bad for the prospects, too, going back to it, because their season was cut short. They didn't get a chance to showcase their ability in their league's playoffs and everything. And, you know, that you know, some of the prospect evaluations are a lot. Some of them are based off of how they do in the playoffs. Some of them, like, it adds to it for them as a player. And for that, for them not to have that, you know, it absolutely, it stinks. It absolutely sucks. 
All right, so for this last little segment of um, the Locked On Penguins podcast, you know, we'll keep uh, doing the talking about the Penguins 2017 Stanley Cup final rewatch. Um, they replayed game five um, last night, Monday night, um, against the Predators when they, of course, blew them out um, in Pittsburgh. They shut them out. Um, what was it? I still can't. Oh, six, yeah, six nothing. And the fact that I almost can remember that is actually pretty pathetic. So, um, yeah, just that game was just so awesome to watch, you know, especially when they made it um, three nothing after. Um, Malkin's goal uh, very, very late in the first period. That was that was a back-breaking goal for the Predators. There was no going back from that. Um, of course, my favorite memory from that game is Ron Hainsey making James Neal look, look like a complete doofus when he basically ran into his own teammate, Ron Hainsey deeks him, and then Ron Hainsey is able to go coast-to-coast and score that goal. That was just absolutely brilliant. Um, the, the, the big power play goal a minute into the period – a minute into the game, um, I should say, was just awesome. Brian Russ backhand goal to make it two nothing just a few minutes later. As I said, um, Phil Kessel and getting Malkin on that. I think it was a four on four Malkin uh, slaps to pass Rene with only if, uh, less than a minute left in the first period. Um, just awesome. And then you know, like I said, it, it wasn't done there. Aspect Rene was of course pulled in. You know, I wonder what happens in Game Six. But you know, watching that game back it was just so much fun. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a game or over. That quick when it came, comes to the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final, they just absolutely blew the doors off them. And it was just weird how Pecorino was it was just he just turned into a pumpkin every single time the Penguins would play them in Pittsburgh. And yet in Nashville, he plays like an absolute god. And, and you know, of course, Patrick Hork was able to do his thing. Um, I'm hoping for their next for AT&T Sportsman for the Penguins where they're replaying these classic games, they should just replay like some classic like regular season or like games that are, have like some awesome moments, you know, like, like, like since comeback game, you know, their first win over the Flyers in PP in PPG Penguins arena, you know, that was, I think during the March of the Penguins in 2013, that clip came across today. Um, just some classic games from this last decade. Hell, some classic games from the team overall. There's so many to choose from that are just not playoff games. I mean, that'll get a lot of people because, you know, I think some people are starting maybe to get a little sick of watching them. You know, I personally don't mind it, but um, I would like to see them maybe show some regular season games. And hopefully they do do that. I think there's a rumor coming up that they might show back the 1991 um, final, but you know what are they going to do after they show the ninety the ninety two final? <laughs> if they, uh, I think they may have already done that, so that's going to be um, interesting. But um, we will also um, we're going to end this episode right here with a um, year this today in Penguins history. Um, this comes courtesy of the Twitter account NHL Pen. Seven years ago today, the Penguins went up two games to one in, in the first round series against the New York Islanders, where Chris Kunitz. Um, Broke the hearts. Um, I that was this was during the game when Mark Andre Fleury almost had his meltdown, which was a big yikes. So we will play this goal call for you here, um, right here. Now Malkin. Kunitz takes it deep. Malkin walks out. It's knocked off his stick. Paul Martin doubles at the Crosby. Now a chance. Score! Kunitz. Chris Kunitz. And 8:44 of overtime has ended it. And the Penguins win it five to four, and they take a two to one lead in the series as a disappointed Jack Capuano and his coaching staff exit the ice. Oh man! Um, first off, um, after that, rest in peace, Dave Schrader. Um, he was taken from us far too soon. Easily one of my favorite hockey announcers. Growing up, I always loved when NBCSN had him and Brian Engblom doing the uh, Penguins games because I think that was, I think that team is. I know Doc is on the number one team and he's a legend, but I think that team is better than. Um, 
docking them as a whole. Um, I will always believe that. So rest in peace, Jay Shader. But man, and you know, the way Crit Kunis was able to do that, um, just go top cheese on Evgeny Nabokov. Man, I always forget about Evgeny Nabokov. He had a long um, career. If I'm not mistaken, he, he played for a long time with the San Jose Sharks. He was also really, really bad at that series. He kind of saved the Penguins' asses. Sorry, Marc-Andre Fleury was really, really bad those first four games. And then Tomas Vukun comes in and, you know, actually played better than, not average, guys, above average. He actually was pretty, pretty good um, when he came in. And, of course, was really good against the Senators. And then, you know, his magic ran out against the Bruins. But, you know, the whole Penguins' um, magic ran out against the Bruins. That series was not his fault. But, yeah, seven years ago today, that was fun. I remember going to high school the uh, the next day. And my friend who's a Penguins fan there was just laughing because all the Islander fans at that game just sounded like they were drunk with... Um, with everything, it was just, it was really fun to just talk about that. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. We will be back um, potentially tomorrow, um, if not tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. If t- tomorrow is a very very busy day for me, I have a final paper due, and then I have a couple things to do for class before I have three finals um, left, which um, has me for graduation. I still can't believe I'm graduating college in um, ten days. So I hope you guys liked this episode. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, the show's Twitter, LO underscore Penguins. Um, go out, maybe buy a Built Bar. Like I said, they have some really, really good flavors. BuiltBar.com, you get $10 off an order with uh, promo code locked on. Um, so definitely check that. definitely check that out, and we will talk to you all very soon.